What's going on, young world? That's the podcast we're doing today, actually. Her name is... She hails from Philadelphia. Born April 22nd, 1966. Debut album? No. Her debut album is called Collage. No, it's called Collage. Uh, It was released in 1996. She followed it up in uh, 2001 with uh, BB Queen. And 2014, here. And good rap music. I was just trying to play off of the audio if you didn't get that. Anyway, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. What's going on, young world? It's Radio Rashid. Now, I did a little research here. You know, first of all, shout out to all my new listeners and shout out to my old listeners as well. We're still trying to get back all of our followers after being shut down. Um, First episode back from podcast with Dre Pros. Shout out to Dre again for coming on and doing that podcast for me. Um, I think you guys enjoyed that podcast, enjoyed his music. Very dope artist from Mount Vernon, New York. Today we're taking it back old school. Uh, We're doing a podcast today on Bahamadia. Uh, she released the album, and the album that we're doing a podcast on is called Collage. It came out in 1996, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Now, I ran across this album. You know how I am about music. I'm, I love it. And the cool thing about music is there's so much music that I have to catch up on that I don't really have a thirstiness Uh, For music that's out right now Because it's not that good To be honest, you know Um, But albums like these I definitely appreciate It actually made me stop And put my other podcast episodes To the side To focus on this one So Bahamadia Or Bahamadia Hip-hop artist Who I think is underrated When this album came out in 1996 uh, there was other females, rap, other female rappers who uh, were compared to her, and what kind of got my ear, and I understand the comparison is, I thought of Missy Elliott when I first heard of her. Um, we're gonna take a call with Brother Omar a little later in the show because he could kind of explain who was around, what artists were around, what artists compared to her. But in '96. We had Mad Skill, uh, M.O.P., Little Kim, Tribe Called Quest, West Side Connection, Hell Skelter, Dr. Octagon. Um, who else we had in 96? We had uh, freaking, let me see, Tribe Called Quest, had an album, Fuji's The Score, Red Man, Muddy Waters. Uh, so... Nas, it was written. Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt. It's a lot. So I could I could kind of see how her album 
or her name um, got swept under the rug or forgotten about or, you know, didn't receive the attention it should have gotten. It, it was a lot of music out in the mid to late 90s. But thank God for Behind the Music, the podcast, right? Uh, before we get into Bahamadia, I do want to touch up on um, the NFL. So cue the music, please. Thank you. Now, last week we had the first preseason game. If you follow my Behind the Music, the podcast, IG, uh, you will see in my story or my feed, whatever you call it, that I put, it's the first preseason game, ladies, leave your man alone. I should have just put, it's the first preseason game, people came, people, leave your spouse alone, because I know a lot of females that watch football, including Mom Dukes. Um, first preseason game was last week. It was between the Chicago Bears and uh, Baltimore Ravens. Pretty interesting game. Um, I mean, it's preseason, so you don't expect much. However, what everyone was looking for, including myself, um, was the appearance of Lamar Jackson. Um, he was a quarterback uh, that was drafted to the Ravens, and it's a lot of news. It's a lot of news if he'll be taking the snaps, um, if Joe Flacco is going to be taking the snaps. And craziest thing, I didn't know Robert Griffin III, first of all, was still active. He looked really good, I'm not going to lie. Was still active. And secondly, I didn't know he was on the Ravens. I was looking for Lamar Jackson. Robert Griffin III uh, wowed me. Uh, he wound up having seven out of 11 completions, 58 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, we also saw Josh Woodrum, six for six, 37 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. And Lamar Jackson, four for 10, 33 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, of course, Lamar Jackson's a rookie, so we're not looking um, much, you know, to, to see. Uh, we didn't see anything from uh, Flacco, of course. He's not going to entertain any preseason mess, I guess. But I tell you one thing, if the season starts off rough, those Baltimore fans will be calling for either RG3 or Lamar Jackson to get up in there because last season was horrifying to watch. Uh, for the more preseason this week, we have the Panthers versus the Bills. And that kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern, and that is going to be August the 9th. Other notable games, we have Steelers versus Eagles. That's also on Thursday. These are all Thursday games. Saints versus Jaguars, Redskins versus Patriots, Texans versus Chiefs, Colts versus Seahawks, Lions versus the Raiders. Uh, we also have Bears, Bengals, Browns, Giants. Definitely tuning into that. Ravens, Rams, Titans, Packers. Cowboys 49ers. That's Thursday's games. And then on Friday, we have Jets, Falcons, Chargers, Cardinals. So just a little bit of football news for you guys. You know, I can't start the podcast without doing any type of sports. Now, um, as far as any celebrity news goes, we did have Jay-Z and Beyonce touchdown in town for the OTR2 tour. It was nasty weather. But the weather could not stop the Beehive, baby. They could not stop the Beehive. I heard it was an amazing concert. I saw some amazing footage, and I'm glad uh, the weather was able to figure out that it's no force for Beyonce. Um, and 
I guess celebrity news, our celebrity of Chief finally responded to LeBron James. Um, he said, well, LeBron James, you were interviewed by one of the dumbest people on earth, so a, he made you look smart. I like Mike anyway. Michael Jordan then jumps in. I support LJ. <laughs> Donald Trump's wife jumps in. I support LeBron. Could could someone just get this guy out of office? Why why is the why is why is the Donald still in office? Does anyone know? It's just ridiculous. Um anyway, Don Lemon was interviewing LeBron James because LeBron James did an honorable thing with which most people in his what is he uh, eight figure nine figure nine figure now uh, salary should do give back to the people. LeBron James built a I promise school, you know, free tuition. They have bikes, free lunch. Um, they help parents uh, get education in that school. Beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, that's why he was interviewed. You know. Um, in other news, Travis Scott Scott came out with Astro World. Uh, on Friday, I actually really like that album. Really, really dope album. Her uh, came out with an EP. Really, really, really dope. And um, I believe over the weekend was Carabana. I'm um, not seeing much Carabana news, but I'm going to do some digging. Probably get some things for you guys. Um, uh, get that to you guys on the next episode. But... Enough talking for me. We're actually going to get into this Bahamadia uh, album collage, and we're going to break down a couple of songs that I love. Um, now, first song before we take a call from my brother Omar uh, is Rugged Rough. Now, I think this is one of the best songs on the album. It samples Nas Halftime. If you know, Halftime is, um, um, I believe, produced by uh, Large Professor and is from Nas Illmatic album. So pretty dope to have DJ Premier, who produced the beat, sample Nas that early. Um, that's actually awesome. Sampling someone that soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a classic yet but anyway this song called Rugged Rough is by Bahamadia it's produced by DJ Premier it's on her album Collage um, I would say listen to the wordplay listen to the syllables listen to her flow she's in the pocket reminds me of, of um, Missy Elliott uh, it reminds me of a, a couple of other artists we're going to talk about a little later but Let's just enjoy Rugged Rough by Muhammadia. This is Fire Flames featuring the Nas sample, um, as well as Muhammadia's own Total Wreck. Let's take a listen. It's like that. You know it's like that. It's the microphone mechanism from inner city curriculum to cut a net for heads like circumcisions in your mental zone. I'm sliding slow. Basic instincts like shaming stone pockets, puffier than combs. Calipers narrated, rate supreme elevation. Flyer than aviation, plus freaky is dominatrix. Dramatics are manifest, distort spread it like infection. That pentacle of perfection, brain run no fuel injection. 
Snipers are intercepted like plates by quarterbacks. Bear witness to the fitness, I be legging on the wax. Compositions be causing calamities rapidly But MC would dare take a stab at the vocabulary Mastery presented Retention extended through illa style invented Brain cells excel like V6 engines when I be entering Chromatical vortexes twisting like Rolodexes Contexts randomly selected Ran like red lights by eager paramedics Majestic verbal fragments Tactographic that wreck more havoc on niggas Cabbages and semi-automatics plus automated But never faded that I'm kicked and rebate Related to hip-hop Tingle topics revolves around science of optics and closest as nuances, scripts of glitters like diamonds or sparkle like magnesium. Premium equates to medium, which blows me up like helium. Histionics provided, pumped up more jam than technotronic, priming more toxin than hydrocarbon and dioxin. Rupture rhythms with coarse precision, deleting jumbled diction. I rips it in repetition like shalots and Hinduism. Rugged rough, rugged rough. All right, all right. You guys still here? That was Rugged Rough by Mohammedia. Dope track. <clears throat> Produced again by DJ Premier. Now, on this collage album, she has a bunch of interludes. I believe it's three. I believe it's three. <laughs> I believe it's three interludes, two of them by the Beat Miners and one by DJ Premier. The one you hear in the background is by the Beat Miners. So thank you for letting me um, have a space to talk where I don't have to loop something myself. Um, the next track I want to get into to you guys is called The John. Um... Now this is going down as maybe one of the tracks with with uh, the best three lyrical MCs that came out in the uh, mid to late 90s. It features Black Thought, yes, the Black Thought from the Roots, and it features Malik B, former member of the Roots. Uh, so it goes down as being produced by the Roots um, on the album collage and this is called the john now a little uh interesting fact uh malik b is no longer a member of the roots uh he was one of the founding members to me he kind of looks like black thought which is um a little weird i thought they were like related or something maybe they are i don't know but anyway if it features the roots that's how dope this album is 
let's get right into it. It's called The John, um, one of my favorite tracks on the album. Uh, again, it is uh, produced uh, by The Roots, and we're gonna we're gonna get right into this bad boy. I just wanted to see if there's any co-producer credits. Yeah, Guru. Now, interesting thing as well, uh, Guru, but from Gangstar with DJ Premier. Uh, I always thought DJ Premier was the only one producing beats, but obviously Guru scratched and produced as well. Look at that. Um, all right, I'm digressing. Let's get right into it. The John, Bahamadia. Zip down. 
That was the John. No pun intended, but that John was hot. That John is fly, fire. Black Thought, The Roots, Malik B. Very dope track. Um, so, 1996. Let's let's do a little bit of math here. I was born in '87. I was nine years old, probably about fourth grade. I was pretty heavy into music. When I look up 1996 and I gave you those artists, they were a little hardcore, even though at this time I was in the Bronx. But I'm more familiar with an artist like Missy Elliott because at the time, my favorite producer and artist was Timbaland. So when I continue to look who was around in 1996, and uh, we're actually going to take a call, um, actually call in to Brother Omar, um, I kind of wanted to get his perspective because he was 19. Um, so I wanted to hear what he listened to because in 96, you know, MC Light was out, um, Lady of Rage, um, Missy Elliott, um, you know, artists who had more popular songs on the radio. I really don't remember Bahamadia being on the radio, so it's unfortunate, but it's fun when I do things like this because it's like, man, what the hell did I miss out on? So anyway, you know what? Let's get into a phone call. We're going to talk to Brother Omar to hear him out, to hear maybe who he thought um, Bahamadia was compared to or maybe why she didn't get as much um, success as she should have. Um, again, I'm sorry as I digress. Before we take that call, um, when you look up Bahamadia, they kind of uh, group her into this genre of jazz rap and alternative hip hop. So maybe that's why it wasn't too mainstream. Um, she reminds me of, um, well, the artist now who reminds me of her um, 
is No Name. No Name is like a, a modern day type of Bahamadia about the lyrics. But No Name is not really into like a gap or a flow. Um, she's kind of more spoken word to me. <clears throat> but if I did have to make a comparison, if you guys want to look up No Name, um, great music. I believe she's out of Chicago and um, Associated Acts are Chance the Rapper. Uh, but anyway, let's get this call from Brother Omar. All right. And we have today Brother Omar. I wanted to give him a call to uh, kind of hear his viewpoints on Bahamadia. I'm doing a little research and it looks like this. The album that I'm, that I'm doing a podcast on, Collage, came out around 1996. So I was around nine. Um, and I think uh, Brother Omar probably around 19 or so. So let's get him on the line. Brother Omar. Yes. What's going on, bro? What's going on? Ain't nothing, man. I'm I'm um, doing this podcast, new episode on Bahamadia. Now I know you're into hip hop heavy, and um, I feel like around this era, in the mid '90s to to uh, late '90s, um, she's one of those artists that kind of got overlooked. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know why, though, because she's dope. I mean, um, I was telling the audience earlier, they tried to label her as um, alternative rap or jazz rap. I don't know, maybe that didn't do well with the mainstream. But around 96, I remember hearing Missy Elliott on the radio. Um, and then, like, Little Kim was out, you know, around then to let the audience know that it was, you know, M.O.P. was out around then. But I don't remember hearing much about Bahamadia. Yeah. Well, you also have to remember that mainstream is pretty much a business. Right. And the business, in all honesty, is not always a business of conscious music. And Bahamadia was very much a conscious artist. So she may not have fit into the model in which they wanted to sell and platform because of her consciousness. Right. Bahamadia, Bahamadia was the shit. Right. I mean, I'm not sure what she's doing, if she's still digging into her career as an artist, which she may likely be doing because sometimes you don't hear artists don't necessarily mean that they're not still into their craft. Uh, she definitely had that fire during that era I mean the thing is you gotta keep in mind too that was an era in a in blossoming in hip hop in itself like a lot of artists that Tina had that went mainstream and got that celebrity status during that era a lot of them had conscious rap and then a lot of them just had feel good rap Mm-hmm. Hip hop. I mean, that was a that that was just such a major era in in hip hop music. However, that's also when the um, the mainstream executives, the record companies, decided that okay, this is something we could sell. Right. And once they decided that it was something that they could sell, the consciousness for them had to leave the music because. You got to keep in mind that originally hip hop was a way for us to express ourselves, being is that we didn't have a voice 
in media. Mm -hmm. Hip hop pretty much was our voice. And a lot of us often forgot that. I mean, because even before hip hop, it was jazz and blues. That was our way of expression. Right. And the vibrations carried a healing element to it. Um, which to me now in the current state of music, in a large degree, it left the music, mm -hmm. especially in mainstream. Mm -hmm. I do now see a lot of younger audiences comprehending the, the, the healing of music and starting to really take in consideration the vibrations necessary to put together good music. But um, that era in itself was definitely definitely had a huge impact on me right and i'm looking at a couple of just artists from that 96 97 kind of year and it ranges anywhere from mystical to erica badu to tupac to biggie to missy elliott to bone thugs scarface and, um, yeah yeah it's uh, crazy it was, was another one that i really really liked Crucial conflict. Crucial, crucial conflict as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, even um, Atlanta started to really like one of my favorite. Well, Goody Mob came shortly mm -hmm. after that, mm -hmm. but like Steel Mob and you know it it, it 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 was like a real dope petri dish of music, right. whereas you had so many unique sounds. Right. Um, I'm looking at yeah, the the Bush Babies, um, Smith and Wesson. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Fab Five, all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that to me was what made music special. Right. Because you could have so many different tastes in music, and there was an artist for it. Right. And um, mainstream pretty much they they cut down the options. It was like, yo, they they made it fast food service, and to me, they killed the whole lot of the the, the 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 what was special about the music and making it mainstream because it was no longer about your message; it was just about selling records. Mm -hmm. Back then, when when we were coming up, the illest part about it was we had like most of the music we heard was like house parties and stuff right. and often you never even knew about an artist if you couldn't stay up past 10 or what have you you didn't know about an artist because most of the artists they played like on underground stations ah okay okay so it's like you stay up late and you you put together your mixtape and you bring your mixtape to school the next day and you share the music from your mixtape, and that's how you knew what was hot and what was not. Mm, that's and dope. That's, yeah, that's how music was shared. It was like a collective. Right. And uh, that that inspired us because a lot of the artists were pretty much saying what we, they were sharing information either we was looking for or we was feeling and going through. That's so true. that was around like, when Nas came out, you had AZ, you know, and that was where we were. That was where we were at. Like, like when we heard the music, it was like they were speaking to us. You had Ja Rule the Damager. Like, Premier was just definitely on top of everything for a very long time. So it was like 
it was so many dope artists to the point where it was like overwhelming with good energy, just good vibrations in general. Right, and and I like that you pointed out Premiere because on this album, um, it's majority majority produced by DJ Premiere, um, Gangstar. Uh, I didn't know Guru of Gangstar produced as well, and the Beat Miners. And during this era, too, you're right, DJ Premier, even on this album, uh, there's a song that I'm going to play that samples Nas's Illmatic, and it's a song that DJ Premier produced. So DJ Premier was heavy during this time, like heavy. Extremely heavy. Yeah, I, I had no idea about that. Now, with Bahamadia, who would you kind of... I mean, I heard a little Missy Elliott. I remember you saying you heard maybe a, like a little bit of Lady Rage or or people try to compare her to like Lady Rage or or Lady Rage may may have overshadowed her during this time because I didn't even make the connection. Lady Rage was like in Steve Harvey. She went on to acting and everything. I didn't even know that was Lady Rage, you know? Yeah. Lady Lady Rage pretty much uh she pretty much was the first uh, well, not the first, because Yo-Yo was doing it before Lady Rage, but that 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 style, she was pretty much one of the first hardcore women rappers. Right. Like, you had women rappers who had lyrics, but she was hardcore. Like, you got that vibration, like, yo, she'll knock something out. Like, right, right. It was the energy she gave off. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, the whole era was just so dope in music. Like, Duh. it just, man, it takes me back because there's still so many artists that never really became popular that were great artists. Like, one of the artists who was more mainstream to me, but that ain't go front. He was semi-corny to me at the time until I listened to him more. Mm-hmm. Um, felt like he was biting styles of, like, uh, Onyx. Onyx was definitely, like, the first... Rage hip hop mm-hmm. artist that gave you that that dope energy that you wanted to f- hear be- when you were frustrated, and right. that was um Nan. Who? Uh, Nan was actually nah. pretty dope, but originally I just felt like he was just kind of like uh, trying to fall into hip hop because he felt like it was something he could sell. Oh, okay. Um, but he actually wasn't bad. I. I, I learned to appreciate his 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 appreciation for music as time went on from different cuts that he did. Okay. Um. Even still, there's quite a few artists that I don't have a name for them because they never really got popular enough to where the name stuck with you, but they had great music. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, digging in the crates that, that we can do, which is why I love the show, because um, instead of looking for all of these new artists and being, you know, the the train of thought is to try to look for new music, but we're missing out on so much history here. So, of course, uh, Bahamadia, uh, one of the last songs I'm going to play is called Innovation. Uh, we had already went through two of my favorite tracks from the album Collage, uh, which included uh, Rugged Rough and John. So the last track we're going to play here uh, is 
innovation. Um, definitely think you should give that album another listen. I'll give this podcast a listen so you guys can hear it, and you're going to hear the interludes in between as well. Um, Brother Omar, of course, thank you again for your time. Oh, before we go, I want to shout out to different artists that I didn't include in my hot list for that era. Of course. Which was uh, Farside, Diggable Planets, PM Dawn, and Camp Low. Dope. Camp Low definitely changed a lot in music, and they were definitely in deserving of the, the, their respect for what they did for music. Because they, in, in my opinion, they brought about the more uh, fantasy side of rap and just being cool, like laid back, just, you know, that super fly type of music. Mm-hmm. And they, they were dope too. Camp Low. So we're going to yeah. remember that. And actually, that would be a nice uh, transition into to what we got here going on in the history of hip hop. And when lyrics and music and, and the vibes actually meant something and helped people. And, you know, it wasn't what we hear now on the radio. So Camp Low is definitely going to get a podcast and then we'll pick up from there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Again, that's and, and um, let me get let me hear those again. So it was Camp Low. Far side. Um, man. I, I forgot because I start thinking about so many more. You I said mean, digital, uh, uh, digital planet, digital planet. Okay, got gotcha. you. Because um, actually, the reason why my mind started to, you know, escape where it was at because you also had the breaking into hip hop from artists like ODB. Ah, okay. Dog, it was like, you know, Wu Tang in general. Like, oh my goodness. The music was just like it it, 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 it had no filter, mm-hmm. and it was off from so many different elements of emotion during that era to where it was like, like yo, school ain't have nothing on music because you were so much education and information from different artists that would reach beyond what a textbook would would, 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 would ever offer. Right. So, yeah, those it was definitely a golden moment for music. Right. I hear you, bro. This is just, this is the first to many. Uh, so we definitely going to continue to dig into these crates. Um, again, brother Omar, appreciate your time, bro. No doubt. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. So we are here to the end. Wasn't that long of a podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just need to get a couple things out. Uh, get a couple people on to this amazing artist. Um, behind the music, you know that we love digging into the crates. We love Uh, educating ourselves as well as others so this is just another one of those episodes Um, the last song i wanted to get into is innovation again this is by the beat miners and uh, this song i believe is again one of the top songs on her album 
um, innovation. Innovation just shows off Bahamadia's effortless. And, and I wonder if she wrote her lyrics, but it just shows off like an effortless flow, an effortless piecing together of these words, effortless delivery, breath control. Like she was a true masterful artist. Uh, so big up to Bahamadia, big up to the mid 90s, big up to the the people that made it possible for the the uh, Nicki Minaj's and the Cardi B's of the world. Um, young world, continue to do your homework, continue to research. And if you're not, continue to listen to the podcast because I'll do it for you. Big ups to Brother Omar on the check in as we ride out to innovation, turn the radios up. And tune into the next episode. Listen, as you take on your week, young world, remember that the world is yours. God bless. Thrusting new versions of verses over kids' heads like halos, bending their brain cells like endo, innovation, definition, different renditions of creations. Sort of like what I'm doing, styles that I be using. Wordsmith meets rap fusion. If that's a category fit for Grammy like source awards and competitors, better look out like Pac Jam once I recall. Innovation, the first to influx information, no relation to actors, instead, pendaxing. Combating pros with passionate passages Surpassing the realm of gun-toting savages However, able to serve them like Mr. Belvedere once confronted They don't ever want it Cause I got my freestyle fellowship membership But I will still get fit to ace you alone I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N Presentation, original, ways of thinking, rationale, ready for consumption to each one suckling, or rather lord by each lyric contour to the complexity of innovation, ah, in innovation, by coastal vernacular enables one to become a phenomenon, a sensation, accompanying pa-rum-pa-pum-pums, innovation, innovation, Ceremonies. Foresight exceeds that of modern day prophet Rambone. 